Diane, I'm listening to a podcast, Black Lodge Trivia Night. I've never heard so many game aspirations in my life. Pornhub. No. <laughs> Leave that, that over. I've never heard of it. I have no idea what you're talking about. We're not recording, Matt. You don't have... No, I'm kidding. We are literally recording? <laughs> oh, we are. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> recording what? <laughs> yeah. uh, good. Well, you ready to start? Yeah, I, I believe... I guess so. Pornhub. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to what might be... Not the final episode, but the final episode of this storyline. Maybe. I shouldn't get too far out of myself, but we're getting started on time tonight. But hey, welcome back to Black Lodge Trivia Night. I'm Matt. Hello, Art. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Pretty good. I've been I've been very, you know, we just played last week. Mm-hmm. And I think off there, I was kind of talking to you like, man, I need something to like get me fired back up again. Right. And that has certainly happened this week. So I'm, I'm riding a good RPG high, wrapping up. Going into the weekend with a solid session of cyberpunk. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, it's not usual for us to run the same thing two times in a row. So I can no. see how building a little momentum might, uh, bless you, might might carry the day a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. I am, uh, you know, like, our, I think I mentioned this. My oldest is in preschool. Oh. So, like, now we get every sickness. My wife just got over a cold, but now I have it. So mm. don't worry playing digitally i did cancel game night tomorrow night because i feel it's gonna be worse tomorrow anyways we're not talking about game night we're talking about tonight's game that's right cyberpunk but before we do that we have a little bit of business now i came prepared last time i'm not prepared tonight okay uh i've got something right here perfect and the nice thing i mean there's a lot of nice things about patrick not being here but one of the nice things about patrick not being here um is that we can ask questions about twin peaks fire walk with me Oh man, I got to tell you, I've only seen Firewalk with me once. Ooh, so this then might be tough. Yeah, so th- it will be like Twin Peaks. I've watched a couple times now. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and I'm on my fourth go around. And Firewalk with me and The Return, I've only watched once each. Okay, all right. Uh, so in Twin Peaks, Firewalk with me in the scene after the credits. Stop. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Where it explains everything and it was all a dr- No. Um, there was a character named Agent Philip Jeffries. Yeah. Do, do you remember yeah. that character? Yeah. played by... That's uh, David Bowie, right? Yeah, the late David Bowie. It's quite good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So part of his backstory is that at one point he just disappears. Yes. Uh, do you remember where he disappeared from? Um, He disappeared from... No, I don't. Okay. Uh, is it somewhere like international or something like that? It is international. Is yes. it China? No. Okay. No. Uh, I remember it being somewhere like that. I don't know the specific mill. Okay. Uh, he disappeared in an elevator in Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, part two of the question is, do you know where he reappeared? He, no. Um, in the town south of Twin Peaks. I don't know. Uh, no. Nope. Somewhere weird. It's kind of goofy, right? Uh, now go ahead, and, go ahead and tell me. This it's is- definitely goofy, and you'll know why in a second. It's the city of Philadelphia. No. I mean, it is the city of Philadelphia. He he reappeared in an elevator in the FBI office. Yeah, okay. Two years later. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then after he's in that, he he disappears again. And do you know where he reappeared after disappearing that second no, time? No, I don't. Um, he reappeared in the original elevator in Buenos Aires in the original year. 
So he jumped forward a couple of years, reappeared in the elevator in, Buena, in Philadelphia, then just vanished again and turned up back in the old elevator from Buenos Aires in the original time. Then how is he missing from the future? Uh, oh man. This is going to be like uh, <laughs> trying to date your own mom. Uh, okay, apparently I need to rewatch Firewalk with me. Um, that'd be a good uh, to do a Firewalk with me minute by minute uh, podcast deal. <laughs> I, yeah, instead I, of all of Twin Peaks, we instead just of all of Twin Peaks, Firewalk with me. Yeah, I, I I would love to do a an exploration of Twin Peaks. I don't know minute by minute, but of the movie, yeah. yeah. And I gotta say, the movie, you know, the first half is, you know, I think David Lynch sort of you know, throwing the shackles off and just being, because you know, I, I don't know if Mark's frost had as much involvement in. Yeah, right. And so, and, and of course that carries into twin peaks, the return. It sort of, mm. I feel like really becomes David uh, Lynch's sort of vehicle there. But the second half of that movie where they get into the Laura Palmer stuff. Yeah. Um, I found, you know, the, the first half is very trippy and weird and what's going very. on. Uh, I found the second half quite the opposite and just truly, like heartbreaking watch Laura Palmer sort of yeah. just resign herself to this horrible fate and uh, just running toward it because she doesn't feel like she has any choice. Um, and so, yeah, I found it. And so I don't know if Twin Peaks Fire Walking Me is a lot of Lynch uh, fans favorite movie, but for me, it's, it really holds up because of just how tragic I found Laura Palmer's story to be when you let it play out. I don't think anyone would say it's like David Lynch's best movie, but like, I feel like a, a Twin Peaks fan, it, it's got to be tied with like the Twin Peaks, obviously. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're probably not going to go watch Firewalk with me without watching Twin Peaks. Right, right. Um, yeah, we should do this actually. What we should do is do episode by episode through the main series, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then do a special broadcast of Fire Minute Walk with me or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, where we go minute by minute and then finally tackle the return. There's still a lot of questions that I... You read all kinds of theories because David Lynch is notorious for not explaining things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And so there's still like I'm just thinking now, like, remember the guy in the apartment where he's just watching the cube? Mm -hmm. I like now I don't even remember what that was all about. And it's just like when you start talking about Firewalk to me, it's like, I don't know if that's ever resolved. And there's, there's <laughs> lots of things like that. Anyways, we yeah. should definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. And, and a good reason, at least for us and maybe for the seven people that listen or whatever to <laughs> to. um get another dive in or if you haven't checked it out you know check it out for the first time yeah i keep telling my my uh, tattoo artist that uh she needs to check it out like it would be right up rally but it's such like a creepy weird trippy but also like so comical mm -hmm. at times yeah and at times it can be so dark and then it can be comically dark yeah um, <laughs> yeah like, it really can do it all like Ben and Jerry are just the worst. <laughs> it's like they're like it's so. I've talked about this. Like they're just jackassing around, right? But and it's like so dark and manipulative that they go to this whorehouse out in the middle of nowhere, and it's just like this is gross. But also, I'm enthralled by these yahoos. Anyways, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love Twin Peaks, and that's that's why we talk about it at the start of every episode. But that's yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good trivia tonight. I like the Firewalk with Me polls, and it just makes me want to go back to it. Absolutely, yeah. It's been too long for me personally, but and anyway. like, yeah, you you have the film background, so like, then it, it like gives us some credibility because I don't, <laughs> I don't, know. I like this episode, <laughs> the mise en scene. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that can talk about 
creamed corn for <laughs> 20 minutes <laughs> and i'll get so far up my own ass like <laughs> and then finally somebody's like i don't think he knows what he's talking about so if we compare these two shots of the cream corn, you'll notice that in <laughs> shot number one that David chose for an ambidextrous angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in. with cool. hints of Citizen Kane. Yeah, oh, I love Citizen Kane. Like not, oh, yeah. not in like a like not in like a nerdy film way. I legitimately right. like the film. I didn't see it until like after college. Yeah, no, I, I like watching it. Yeah, the first time I saw it was for a film class. I will, uh -huh. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but the whole time I was like, this is like a goddamn good movie. It's not just yeah. like I have to sit there and like journal about it for a year now. But I was like, this is a great story. Like it's like the mystery is kind of really captivating, at least for me. And then the resolution of it, of course, yeah. um, where Rosebud is his own father. No, I'm kidding. That's not it. <laughs> um, I would not spoil. <laughs> it's like a hundred years old almost at this point. No, it's, no, it's, no. It, it did not. It's like 70 years old. It came out in, yeah, was, 40 or 41. It's or set in the 20s, 30s, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, nice. I do I do have to mention another film like that because now that we're so off topic, it's Twelve Angry Men, mm -hmm. the original. That is a master class in filmmaking, and another yeah. one that I legitimately just enjoy the story and the acting. Like, yeah, so good. Yeah, I, one of uh, the you know when I was an adult, it took me a long time to see Casablanca. Oh, okay, and sure. I was like, oh, you know, obviously this must be a classic for a reason. Then you watch it, and you're like, yeah it's a classic for a reason like it's right, right. and you know the third man oh my god all these old movies anyway nice nice yeah. well before we before we do twin peaks episodes we need to finish cyberpunk that's yes. what we're here sorry yes tonight no that was just a segue I, I no need to apologize i'm happy to talk <laughs> twin peaks um the whole time again this is all just validation for my millennial mind that twin peaks is <laughs> worth watching <laughs> So good. Yeah, we're playing Cyberpunk, which is an awesome system we're having a lot of fun with. We're playing a slightly modified, but generally straight from the book of Tales from the Red. It's the first scenario in there called A Night at the Opera. Real quick, last night you got a little shootout as mm -hmm. some yahoos bursted onto the stage at this performance by the Philharmonic Vampires, and you were very quickly ushered out once what you assumed to be security got control of the situation. Went all black. You heard the sounds of bat wings. There was some um, cybernetic smoke and some red eyes appeared. And then there was this very melodramatic performance telling everyone to leave right away. Yes. And that was a couple days ago. So you weren't able to look around. You weren't able to talk to anyone. But and at this point, um, we should both heal up. A couple days has passed. Sings patched you up and you guys have talked to. Uh, What's her name? Uh, ooh. I got it written down here. Okay. Nope, that's not it. You're cyber runner. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um. Oh man, I, I wrote that down. Yeah, I got notes somewhere. <laughs> uh, ba, 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 radius. Radius. Yes. Uh, I lost my book. Yeah, you've talked to Radius and stuff, and Radius, like she, you know, she she chimes in. She's like. What the hell did you guys get into? Like, hmm. there was like some serious like cybernetic shit I was picking up there at the end, and you know you probably tell her security, but you and Sing are, are sitting around the bar, maybe you're patched into to Radius, and all of a sudden you get a text from Reaper, and it says purchase an extra large bowl of noodles 
with kibble flakes at the indicated coordinates. Wear a green hat. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking at that and <laughs> just like, okay, cloak and dagger. <laughs> but at the same time, like he's paying the bills. So if he says, you know, dance, I'm going to ask, you know, how fast. So I turn to sing and I'm like, weird question. Little random. Do you got a, do you got a green hat? No. And he kind of like leans back. He's like, come on. Green? No. Okay. So then I'm like, oh God. All right. Uh, just above the table is, do we, ha- is this a like, Hey, we got to get going now. Or is this like on the morrow? Uh, let's say it's like around lunchtime. So the implications, you know, because of the implications <laughs> you deduce that you should go now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to head out and say like, okay, sing, let's, let's go. We gotta, we gotta meet the, uh, we gotta meet the boss. And I'm like, well, struggling for, for a green hat. And so I don't know if the green hat should be like, um, kiss me. I'm Irish. (laughs) Or if it should be like, like a, like a, like a beach hat. Mm, Um, with like the extra brim to keep the sun off of you because I'm just going through like random stores, like on the bodega lost and found for uh, tinted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Let's go with the former. It's like a kiss me, I'm Irish hat. Okay, nice. And I'm like, God damn. Wow, styling, um, bro. Right, because, you know, like, I, I can't take off the mirror shades, so nope. <laughs> I got to put the dumb hat on. And Sing, like, looks at you, you're going to wear that? For real? And I'm like, not now, Sing. But, like, uh, yes. He knows what you look like. <laughs> yeah, I I know. <laughs> I know. It's uh, It seems, I don't want to say punitive, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's just uh let's go let's do what he says let's you know see why we're gonna jump through these hoops maybe he's got some information all right boss man where are we heading uh we're gonna be ordering some noodles and kibble from uh Cornus longitude 42 latitude 11 i don't know um but I, I sort of point uh i sort of bring up the the maps app on my uh which uh, those coordinates point you to the university district, uh, directly right outside the cafeteria of Night City University campus. Oh, interesting. Okay, so yeah, so I sort of poke that into my agent. And I'm like, okay, let's get there. All right. Yeah. So you find it. It's lunchtime. This area is swarmed with students. You know, they're enjoying their lunch and whatnot. Okay. They're sitting out on synthetic grass, and it's kind of like a little plaza area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, of course, are. Did we come armed? Honestly, yes. All right, so you're sticking out like, we're both sticking out like a sore thumb. Like, one, campus security is nowhere to be seen. And everyone is looking at us like, <laughs> why, are these guys, why are these guys back in heat? But Yeah, and dress like the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> in a Irish hat. <laughs> except, for, yeah, except for that dumbass hat, yeah. Hmm. So you walk by all kinds of students and like you overhear conversations and stuff. Are you paying attention at all? Or are you just plodding along towards the? You know that's a good question. I I'll say this: I'm pretty aware of how much I'm standing out, uh-huh. and so I'm probably more fixated on that than taking in my surroundings. Nice. And uh, you know, I'm more like: is this creating a response? Is this, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm probably not attuned to like a detail like like the teeth in the other situation. Yeah, so some conversations like stop as you walk by and, and sings like I'm <laughs> <laughs> He's he's maybe lagging back a few steps, but eventually you find that the coordinates point you to a, a noodle truck right okay. here in the center of campus. And you go up, place your order. Yeah, before I do that, uh-huh. maybe like that's when I sort of stop and like just you know, like is somebody watching me? Is this you know? Can I can I tell who? In, I'm not like going, you know. It's more like hey, don't turn around. But you know, somebody's. Uh, so I'm trying to just sort of subtly. You know, sure. s- get it taken now. Is there something, something about this that might be a little more off than I than I believe? Um, just to make sure before I tip my hat, even though it's uh, give me honest. a perception. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, let's Let see. Phoenix here. Perception. Uh, but, 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 but there we go. Top left. Fourteen. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So right away, you don't see Reaper. Instead, you see. Um, about six of the Philharmonic vampires kind of lurking around, like not maybe ones like right up by the truck, and then you like maybe you see one like poking his head out behind a fountain or something like that. Um, but they're around and they're they're watching the truck is what you notice. Okay, uh, so I think and they I- they all have like their fangs and they've got like heavy eyeshadow. They're they're wearing like Matrix scarf too. Like they stand out. Okay. Um, all right. So what I think I would do is I'm going to sort of picture like, you know, the food truck has like a little, the window where you place your order. Maybe it's got a little metal yep. thing where they put the order when you're done. So what I do is I sort of rest my arms like a little bit crossed so that uh-huh. my coat fluffs up a little bit. Oh. And my gun is right here. Nice. So I do this and I put my hand on my gun. And then I sort of tap my other hand like I'm about to place the order, like I'm thinking for a second. And then I place the order and just sort of leave my arms up. Okay. And you place the order, yeah? I do. Yeah. Nice. Um, They all approach as as soon as they see the order. Maybe maybe the chef or something like taps his little uh, little metal spatula as a certain whatever. But they all approach. And one of them walks right up to you. And introduces himself, and it's all very melodramatic. <laughs> I am Renfield. <laughs> nice. And uh, so I'm still sort of leaning because my hands on the gun. So I'm not. So I just uh-huh. turn around and I'm like, uh, sort of look at. I'm like, well, I guess I, I guess you're the ones I'm meeting, huh? Hmm. And he reaches into his trench coat pocket, and he pulls out an envelope. An invitation. The master summons you. And, uh, so with this, hmm, what I try and do, are are they sort of surrounding me? Hmm. No, they're like, this one's kind of like standing in front of like the five other ones that are. Okay brooding behind him. All right, so what I sort of do is I sort of, you know, almost clumsily take my arms away with my gun out, and then I sort of turn to take the envelope, and I sort of have my gun sort of behind my back, but drawn as my other hand's free to take the envelope. 
Hmm. And what the hell is Singh doing? <laughs> uh, Singh is like, uh, you know what? Maybe he's talking to some co-ed. Or talking. he like, or he like ordered first. He's like, no, hold on, I need to eat. So he's like, he's like. <laughs> He's like three mousefuls into like a, a bowl of pad thai and just like, <laughs> uh, you got it. You got it, boss. All right. Cool outfits, bros. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, Renfield, he gives you this very melodramatic bow. Mm-hmm. And then they like disperse. Okay. In my head, they like throw homemade smoke bombs That's, and then try and I run away. I almost had them do that. I almost, I'm not even kidding. I was like, man, but then it might startle the students. So I was like, yeah. man, like really shitty smoke bombs would be dope. Right. Like, and I don't, I don't think it's cyberpunk's meant to be that kind of. Yeah. Or um, like uh, what we do in the shadows, all six of them just yell right, bat. Right. Right. Um, so again, to take yeah, this seriously, uh, <laughs> So then I, you know, so as they disperse, I, uh, you know, give them a moment. And then once I know they're not looking at me, I sort of put my gun back in my holster. And, uh, you know, just slide my fingers through the, you know, the envelope, pop it open. And uh, it's just a piece of paper inside. And it's written on like old or like artificially old um, stationery. Okay. And it, it's, it says uh, your presence is is requested at the stroke of midnight at the opera house to meet with the master. And I sort of nod. And I'm like, all right. Uh and so I sort of he like comes by and he like picks up the bowl of the thing you ordered. <laughs> like you're not you're not really gonna eat that, are you? <laughs> and uh I just take my hat off and I just throw it in a trash can. I'm like, no, no, you go for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So what I would do at that point is, you know, I'm like saying, eat that in the car. We're going. Yeah. And, uh, so I would, basically what I would do is I would return to my office. Uh, it's, it's lunchtime. So I imagine if, if you think the bar is empty at night when the bar is supposed to have people in it, imagine what it's like, at, you know, at two in the afternoon so what I do is I um I you know I say okay let's uh let's let's have a little confab here um and I try and get Radius on the line yep so she's there and I'm like Radius uh if you can I don't know if it's anything to this but see if you can do a handwriting analysis of of uh of this letter and then I dial in to um the reaper okay uh yeah and, and i sort of give him assuming he wasn't a part of this i give him a little update mr dewitt i heard there was a little incident a few nights ago i hope uh my text or my message to you is perhaps moving things along we are against the clock i'll remind you Right. So, sorry, just above the table, was he the one that got that letter started, or was it a different message that I'm now blanking on? Letter started. Uh, was he the one that got the? the he's not related oh. to the thing we just got from the vampires. No, he sent you the. He sent you the the message to go pick up the noodles. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so he did sort of instigate all of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So, okay, that's that's going to recontextualize then what I'm 
so I'm not filling him in. He knew about this stuff. He knew about me, and he's probably now heard about what happened a couple nights ago. Okay, uh, and so I, I, you know, I ask him like, why, you know, did you know about the vampires beforehand? I mean, well, our client might have, may have had some suspicions, and of course, I trust you, and I'm aware you're fully capable, but. I have my own way of handling things and was able to establish a, a mutual connection. I think your your time with the master, I think, will prove to be fruitful. All right. Do you know anything about this master that I can I can use I going into really this? I don't really care about the master. Okay. I think he's a harmless, a harmless goober. He wouldn't say goomer. He's a harmless <laughs> twat that really is an insignificant little peon in the grand scheme of things but he may have some answers not worth my time all right in that case then i'll uh keep you updated on what they have to say and we'll oh, um thank you so much for this phone call mr duet it was a valuable <laughs> use of both of our times all right um so then i hang up and then you know what matt in game we're gonna need some time to analyze that phone call <laughs> Seeing, I mean, did did he sound touchy? Did no, not really. <laughs> I mean, did he sound angry? I didn't want to make him yeah. angry, but like, <laughs> upset. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you pissed him off, buddy. I don't. Uh, all right, I'm like, okay. Uh, so given that, I'm like, uh, and so the meat is back at the opera house. It is. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I, I think, and we can sort of fast forward through this, but I think what I would do is, again, I would try and show up early. Okay. Recon a little bit, see if, you know, how they're responding. You know, is it just a cleanup crew? Is it dead mm -hmm. quiet in there? But then, you know, barring anything unusual leading up to it, I would then show up at the sure. right time. Yeah. So let's say it's like a weekend night or it's friday you know since students are still eating on campus and stuff but by the time you get there you get a little bit early the the whole area is busy so again the disappearances and even the shootout haven't really deterred any college students hmm. um but there is really no outward sign that anything went down here just a few nights ago um the opera house is i mean it's not police taped off or or anything like that Okay. And so, um, you know, like the security they had working the other night, they're not out front. There's nothing like that. It's just like, it's a busy Friday night in this part of town. Okay. But for all intents and purposes, it seems like the opera house might be open for business. Yeah. Other than there's like not a performance tonight. Got so it. It's not, okay. There's nothing like really popping off. Okay. Um, yeah. Then we, we, uh, we just go in. Yeah. You go in and at the top of the marble stairs, there's a vampire, of course, dressed in a fancy black suit and when he sees you he smiles and of course he has fangs he mm. says the master has been waiting come and then he motions you to follow him kind of abruptly okay so I think with that you know I, I obviously I comply but I'm not going to be like oh okay you know it's yeah. sort of like trying to maintain some semblance of cool after right. the, the baseball cap so um, yeah, you know, I make my way up the stairs trying to look like a professional. Nice. So you head up the stairs and there's a there's a bar and he stops at the bar and he says, can we offer you some refreshments? And there's a red beverage, of course, and then there's some 
Oh, there's like some stale cookies or something like that. And there's a couple burlesque dancers going around. There's not loud music again. There's not a performance or anything. And they, you know, they blow some kisses. But okay. Eventually, you're led down a hallway that ends at a. It, it looks like or ornate wooden doors, but you quickly determine like this is just synthetic veneer. Uh, but there is a seal of gold kind of on it. It just looks like some kind of ancient symbol. And the vampire has been escorting you knocks on the door three times. And on the third knock, the doors just kind of swing open by themselves. And inside there's a room with red carpets covering the floor, red tapestries hanging from the walls. So just like red, red, red. And uh, except there's black candles. Uh, There's two large chairs at the opposite end of the room in a fake fireplace with a holographic fire. And there's a man standing in front of the fire with, like, a woman that you make out to be his assistant standing next to him. And this is the gentleman that looks just like Bella Lugosi. Got it. Okay, so I've seen this person before. This is the guy who gave the overdramatic, my performance is ruined, right. there will be no retaliation. Right. And he snaps his fingers, and, like, the assistant lady, she shuffles out with her clipboard, and he turns. And again, it's this very mellow dramatic but ah mr sing mr dewitt i appreciate your assistance the other night but i assure you my team could have handled that situation but (laughs) my thanks nonetheless and so you know i just kind of i want to say something but i sort of hold for a second because I'm not looking to get this meeting off to a bad start yet. Uh-huh. So I just, you know, sort of bite my tongue and shake my head and I'm I'm not going to say it, but I'm like, this guy called the meeting, so I'm going to just sit here. And he gets a little like, a lot of this guy seems very fake to you. And he gets a little uncomfortable and he, so he, he, he breaks the silence first. Like, uh, we have a mutual, and he's doing like this stupid, like acting voice that you can tell he's like making his own voice deeper. That we have a mutual problem that must be dealt with. Now, by now, you may have deduced that this problem is somehow related to us. Fair. I will tell you about an old friend of mine. No longer a friend, a betrayer. Lord Ruthven. Lord Ruthven, my old good friend, arrived here just after Night City was bathed in fire and offered us a glorious rebirth, a restoration of the Philharmonic vampires. He was a visionary and artist. Plus, he had considerable monetary resources. (laughs) But he had a dark side many secrets that he did not share with us what we do pays homage to the past we may partake in archaic rituals and drink the occasional glass of blood but we are not monsters not murderers we are romantics there is no art left in Lord Ruthven now he's only a began taking it too far, and when he confronted us, he threatened to kill us all. He's more than capable. You see, he's gone cyber, psycho, 
And then he does this like really dramatic rubbing of his forehead. <sighs> uh, so at the mention of Cyber Psycho, while he's sort of trying to dial the daytime Emmy up to 11. Yeah. I'm trying not to react at all, but it's sort of like the single bead of sweat uh -huh. starts coming down. Like I'm actually shaken by what he just said, um, where I feel like he. Yeah, he's hazing it really. up. So Sing Sing knows you, right? And so like Sing, like while he's doing this, like head rub, and he's like, "It'll be fine. It'll be fine." And he's like, "Blah!" In a round. No, not really. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, I obviously, you know, keep it together, but. Um, so here's the question. Do you want me, do I, is, is, there, is it okay to just say I keep it together? Or is that something that you want to be like? Yeah, uh, no, I think okay. it's fine. No, no, no. Okay. I think it's fine. I mean, you're, you're still professional. Like you got screwed over, but I don't like, I don't think just mentioning something like you're around cyberware all the time. True. That's um, true. And just, he, and like, you know, people lose it and, and so too much, but, um, Ruthven kind of like finishes doing the melodramatics and he kind of looks at you and like seeing that you haven't said anything yet. Ruthman is beyond our control, and that's why I have summoned you here. We will allow you to kill him. That snaps me back in. I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I can kill any goddamn person I goddamn want. Yeah, but of, of course, I understand you're a man of capable means without retribution, and... You, you must understand, we can't be seen assisting the police. So, yes, we will allow you, and I promise you no retribution. Okay. And so I, I look at him, and I'm like, look, man, I don't know if you know this, but I'm on a job. Um, and I, I get paid for what I do, and so why would I want to kill – I mean – Thank you for the, your blessing, but why am I going to do this when I'm on a clock getting paid by somebody else? Like, what's... Because he is a monster, and he is a murderer. And so, so I was just sort of... Sorry, I had my book open. I was just sort of yeah. trying to look something up. I have a skill called conversation. Okay. And it's the skill of extracting information from people without alerting them with careful Ooh, conversation. Nice. Okay. And so what I'd like to try and do... Nice is I want to find out if this gentleman actually knows something about the disappearing girls. Yeah. And he's not telling me, he's just implying this guy's a monster, wink, wink. Like, right. I want to know, like, does this guy maybe know more about the missing girls than just the implication that Lord Ruffin is the one doing it and we need to off him? The implication. The implication, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um... Nice. Is that a role or is that just like an ability or do we, do we like, you want to keep role play? How do you want to handle that? Because I, I love that, but it is technically a skill. If you would like me to roll it. Uh, yeah. Roll it. Cause I think, I think you were setting that up. Um, yes. With like, why do you even want us to get like, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Nice. And there 18. I got an 18. So he gives you the whole monster spiel. Uh, what do you say next? I mean, it, and it's going to work. Like, it's going to start happening, unwind to a certain extent of, of what he actually knows. Right. Um, so what I say next is, I say an 18 of conversation. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why I rolled, Matt. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I sort of look at him, and I'm like, you know, clearly you want him dead. 
and I understand that he's a monster, but um, I don't know if you've been around cyber. Uh, I don't know if you've been around the city much, Night City, but you know, if that were the only thing standing between uh, a person and being dead, I mean, we'd have a lot more dead bodies. So, surely you've heard the news. He's awful, awful girls. And I'm like, sure, yeah, of course I've heard the news. But what do you care he about the girls? He's a murderer. He is a murderer. And I'm like, okay. I guess Mr. DeWitt, I have a reputation. I have a family that I must protect. So you must understand why I will be withholding information from you. I don't know you. I don't know this goon you've brought with you. Says mm -hmm. the Sing. And like, Sing's not like a totally jacked dude. Like, he's physically fit, but it seems like, what? <laughs> right. a medic, man. Um, he is a murderer. He has a sick fascination, a sick perversion. And if anyone would be behind this, I am would not be surprised at the least if Lord Ruthven was somehow involved. And so I nod, and I'm like, look, up to this point, you know, I connected. I don't know if all this is true, but I'm going to bluff. And again, if you want me to roll, that's okay. Uh, uh -huh. I had all these girls connected to your club. Uh, all these girls' disappearances connected to your club. <sighs> it's impossible. Um, give me a... Um, give me a persuasion roll. Okay. I've got a number in mind, and your your conversation was eighteen. So another eighteen. I'm still. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. He's like that's that's impossible. None of those things happened here. I wouldn't let him dissect them here. And like, it, it, well, maybe he doesn't even notice. Maybe like now he's just worried about the club, so he doesn't even like startle himself. He's okay. Like, he just comes out and says, "Look, I would never let him do any of that work here. Would never let dissect those girls here." And I'm like, "Okay, well, let me ask you a question." Who who is your family? You said you have a family. Who who are your family? My brood. The people in this club. Yes, the rebirth of the Philharmonic Vampires, and I am at the helm. Of course. Seven of your family members have disappeared. Oh, no. No, 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 and no, no. at the hands of this monster. And you're telling me. I can't do something to protect my family. Could I please outsource this job to because of my reputation? If it were my family, you couldn't stop me from making sure that those people were avenged, found, taken care of, whatever it is. Uh, no, first off, those girls were not part of my family. Those were just girls. They're off the street. They may have been watching a performance here, but he took it too far. I do not wish to make my hands dirtier than they already are. Okay. Um, out of curiosity, not that it has to elicit a reaction. Yeah. When he's saying, like, oh, no, those weren't my family. They were just trash on the street. Right. Is there anybody in this room that could be like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> um, like, no, it's okay. just you three in there now. Got yeah. it. Okay. Uh, I'm like, okay. So, will you permit you to kill him? Here. Is his location. 
And then he opens up a desk drawer and he gives you like a data slate or something. Okay. And he says, ah, now take that information along with this. And he pulls out a wooden stake. Now make haste and make sure that the task is done right. I will, of course, also make sure you are paid handsomely through our mutual connection, Reaper. I'm like, okay. And he says that, but like, obviously, like, seeing looks at you, like, we can pay it, like, regardless, right? <laughs> right. Pay to play. I mean, this this is getting paid no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I... I don't even... I, I amp up my disbelief when he hands me a steak. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, is there anything else I need to know? And I'm like holding up the steak. He's like, is there anything else I need to know? Like, do I need to garlic, chop off his head, put him in a wooden... Like, what do I need to do? Sunlight? Please, the steak is adequate. As you saw today, we can, we can go in the daylight. But <laughs> a message must be sent. All right. Sounds good. So I turn to sing. Oh, well, you know, I just sort of like start to stand up. I'm like, I appreciate your time. And uh, I look forward to your payment. Oh, uh, Reaper, of course, will be handling the payment. Sure. We yeah. give you our blessing. <laughs> Noted. Um, and that's payment enough. Uh, so then I'm I so glad that you see your... The Philharmonic Vampires will not forget this act. And that sort of makes me go, okay, you know, <laughs> maybe this isn't the organization I'd want in my pocket, but when you're... That's who you got, baby. But that's who I got. Um, so <laughs> you got I'm like, a brood of pretend vampires you can call on at any time. Right. So that's the thing. Like, you know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first person who owes you a favor. So... <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna say like, okay, like this is this is how I rebuilt. Um, I, this, right. this is the first shit I can call in, and you know I don't get to be picky about the first one. So, um, so with that, I um, I walk out and uh, and I immediately go blink, you know, or whatever it is to try and get in touch with Reaper. Yeah, no response. I'm like, okay. Um, and so then I take the address uh -huh. and I say, and I feed it to Radius if Radius is available. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, Radius is listening the whole time. All right. I'm like, Radius, tell me everything you know about this place. And this is Lord Ruffin, if you know anything about him as well. Uh, let me see. I'll, I'll see what I can find out about Lord Ruffin. Um,. Let's see. This is uh, over in South South Knight City. Uh, something called Union Chapel. Looks like it's an old church or something like that. A uh, bunch of rubble around it. Uh, still standing, though. Uh, I'll see what I can find out about Lord Ruthman. Okay. You know, yeah, I appreciate it. You know, just get back to me when you, when, when you have anything. Uh, and then, so, okay, so then I turn to sing. And I'm like, let's go get eyes on this place and uh, start figuring out a plan. Okay. So you guys head that way. And the front door to the chapel stands open. And there's a neon open sign flickering every few seconds. You look around the entrance carefully. And to you, it, it kind of looks like this 
um, like a mouth, just waiting for that meal to walk in. You also notice that our friend who got away from the club, the monk ganger, is uh, standing outside, standing guard. Okay. Uh, is he alone? He is alone. Okay. Um, okay, so with that, I tell Singh, you know, get in position to potentially grab him, but don't look like you're about to grab him. And I approach. Hey, Ellis, but like right when you start to stand up, um, hey, I've got something on Lord Ruthven. This is weird. All right, you know that university you guys were poking around at earlier today? I guess yeah. Lord Ruthven is tied to this Professor Huntver who's been missing for a few weeks now. He's a real creep. Uh, got in trouble for stalking um, Barbara Dahl, that news reporter. Uh, it's all very, very weird. Uh, ever since that, he hasn't shown up to work. But there's some links between that name and him. I don't know. That's all I found so far. Okay. And I'm like, uh, you got a uh, picture of the missing professor? Yeah. She patches one through and, um, I don't know. He's got like a long pale face. Maybe long hair. Shocking. No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. So I'm like, I appreciate it. Thanks. And you know, and if there's any other information you think I should know, just let me know. Yeah. I'm going to keep digging, but, uh, it seems like this guy kind of peered out of the blue and then uh, hasn't been seen, like I said. It's uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, the only deal is this like stalking charge, and uh, that got filed against him. Okay. Uh, and so above the table, Matt, you said the reporter's missing, right? No, no, no. Uh, oh, just stalked her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, am I able to get a picture of her? Do I know what she looks like? Yeah. Seems like. Wait, you don't know Barbara Dahl? Nightly news, man. Night City <laughs> Nightly News. And then I turn into one of these assholes. Oh, I don't own a television. <laughs> <laughs> like no, not really. Um, uh, so, like, you know you know who Barbara Dahl is. Okay. Yeah. Now, once he mentions the name Barbara Dahl, am I able to say, like, oh, shit, these girls look like Barbara Dahl? Or is there any? Oh. Not really. Uh, interesting. Yeah, let's say they do. Let's say they, they um, let's say you, like, patch that through to, um, not Reaper, gosh. Radius. Radius. You patch that through to Radius. It's like, Radius, like, you, or we, we like tell her, like, run run some, like, facial comparisons between, like, Barbara Dahl's college picture or yearbook or whatever you can find. I guess yearbooks probably don't exist in Cyberpunk anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, find something when she's younger and take a look at these girls. And Radius is like, holy shit. Hmm. These could be these girls could like be her sister, or her daughter. I don't know, but there is a striking resemblance between a striking resemblance between these girls and and Barbara Dahl. Okay, um, is there anything to so matches above the table? The yeah. professor who's missing, he's uh-huh. missing. Yeah, stalks the reporter. Yeah, 
gets a police report of some kind filed against him for stalking. That's what I was about. Okay, so this was made official. This turned into a real yeah, thing. Yeah, that's how that's how she found out about him. Got it. At got least it, a warrant, like some kind of paperwork was filed. Maybe there wasn't a lot of following up, but ever since that like initial follow up or the police getting entered, the professor hasn't been seen since. Okay. Um okay. All right. Um Yeah, no problem. Let me think for a minute. So I think... So I'll tell you, Matt, overall what I'm what I'm thinking. Yeah, sure. Um, I am not... I'm not a... a uh, what's the class? Is it a solo? Yeah, right. That's not me. And that's yep. not that's not sing. Right. So I need to make a deal. So what I'm gonna do Ooh, okay. is that's why um Hmm. Okay. So there's a decent chance that um the monster is potentially this missing professor who's spun out of control once you know, things came to a head with the reporter. It probably would have cost him his career. And this could all be a vengeance thing. Matt's like, no, that's not it at all. Jesus Christ, have you not listened to anything I said? Um, so I start to sit there and I'm like, okay. I approach the guy outside of the... The, outside of the front, the guy from the the other night, the bunker, yeah. And so I look at him. I does he recognize me or was it too? I don't think crazy? he recognizes. But as you approach, he like whips back his his monk robes and he he draws out his gun, and he just he just says black mass for our lord, black mass for our lord. And now he's like he's just like pointing the gun at you. And I'm he's like not firing. I'm like whoa 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 whoa. Um, booby. <laughs> nice. Shining white knight. <laughs> Come on, John. Let's talk. Um, so I'm like, look, I don't want any trouble. I was there the other night at the opera house. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see how well this is going. I, let me. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to look at one skill. Yeah. Uh, real quick to see if it's better to roll than your um, 130. Okay. And also, again, I just want to make sure Singh is out of periphery. Yeah, yeah. And he's ready. hiding. Yeah, this guy good. can't okay. see him at all. He's, he's got his gun. He's doing Overwatch, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Give me a... Um, not acting... I guess just persuasion. Just persuasion. Okay. Yeah, just persuasion. Uh, yeah, this is <laughs> this is where I'm going to start rolling terribly. <laughs> Fourteen. Not amazing. Not amazing at all. Okay. Uh, he's at least not firing. Like he's listening. Okay. That's I guess step one. Yeah. Right. I'm like, look. You you. Nobody knows who I am. You don't know who I am. My name is Ellis Dewitt. And. Uh, I'm a fixer here in town. 
He's like looking around nervously. Like I'm like, look, look, look. All I have is a business proposition for you. I just need five minutes of your time. You know, will you give me that? And he, he's very nervous and like his oh his his hands like shaking a little bit. Um give me another persuasion roll. Let's see cool. how yeah. Okay. Um he's listening, uh, but he tells you it's like I I can't. I'm so he, he stops like muttering the nonsense. I I I can't go back in there. I he will do things. No. No. No, and then his his hand stabilizes and then now he's got like a, a firmer grip on the gun that's pointed right at you. Alright, alright, alright. I hear that. No problem. Let me just see. Let me look at my skills really quickly. Sure, sure. And what I'm going to do is... <laughs> this is probably going to go very poorly. I'm going to sort of be like, okay, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach in my coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, and I, I pull my coat aside and I show him my guns over here. I'm just okay. reaching to my coat and I pull out the letter that they gave me from the other group. Okay. And I'm like, I just want to show you something. All right. Is that cool? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. And so I sort of bring it over and I try and get to his side so I can uh-huh. like show him the letter. Okay. Um, and I'm sort of holding the letter up. I'm like, look, this letter, and while this letter is held up, what I so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to block his vision a little bit with the letter. Okay. And grab the gun. Ooh. So like the letter's like this, and he's looking at it, and then below the letter, I grab the gun. Okay. Give me... I don't know if that's brawling. I don't know. I, I, that's what I was trying to figure out what that would be. At, athletics? Stealth? I, I have no idea. Yeah, no, we can find this. Um, let's see. Maybe be stealth or athletics. We could also, if you wanted to, maybe, con- I know it's not right on, but conceal reveal object. It's like a little like pickpocketing kind of street magic going on there. Okay. I'll let you kind of take your pick here. Okay. But I don't see, like, there's no sleight of hand or anything like that, right? Right. Just, uh, I mean, if you let me choose, I would choose stealth. But if, but I could see how conceal reveal object fits better. Yeah, I'd also take athletics, though. Um, I, I'll take stealth. I mean, it's anything like doing anything discreetly. So I'll take stealth. Just to, I'm interested to see where this goes. Okay. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, a nineteen. Will it's pretty good. That's a pretty good roll. Nineteen is like just below like something that requires heroic. Here's what I'll say: with a nineteen, you go for the gun and it scatters like into some rubble away from him. Okay. So you've at least disarmed him, but you're not holding his gun. <clears throat> okay. And then hey, what the fuck, man? Yeah, and so as soon as his gun's away from him, I'm like... I can't go back in there. I'm like, I got that. That's why you need to come with me. I've got a gun trained on you right now. If you fucking move any way that I don't want you to, I'm going to fucking drop you. And Sing, like, flicks on, like, the laser. Uh, Laser sight, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 
And I'm like, do we have an understanding? Yeah, I, I just can't go back in there to a man. I can't go back in there. I got that. I can help you. But you got to get in my goddamn car. And if again, if you don't, I'm going to fucking drop you right now. Okay. Okay. And, uh, like, I'm talking, but the minute he's not looking, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I can't yeah, like, he's like, how the fuck did that work? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I- I'm like, get him in the car. And I'm like, you s- and I'm like, sing, you keep that thing trained around in his fucking head. And if he moves, if he just twitches the wrong way, you put his brains all over the back of the window. Okay. And then, like, sing, like, yeah, you got a boss. He's like holding the gun on him. And then he, like, pulls his head out of the window, like, talk to you above the car. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, what are, what are we doing? Oh, don't worry. I got this. <laughs> should, should I, like, put him to sleep or something? I don't. Can you do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got all kinds of stuff. I don't, like. Then, yeah, do that. Do we need him? We're going to need I mean, him. I'm yeah. not super comfortable, like, blowing a guy's head out point. Like, I'll do it, but, like, oh, so, I, I don't, much, man. Like, it's the implication. Oh, yeah, right. It's the implications. We're going to ride that uh, always sunny joke right into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so we're putting him to sleep? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, yeah, Sing just does it. There's no reason to roll. If he fails, I don't know what would happen. Like, you kill him. Probably. Yeah, exactly. This was gonna, this exactly was gonna oh, shit. I gave him two. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, we won't roll for that. So, yeah, like Sing gets his, like, uh, you know, he, you guys came, like, locked and loaded, right? Like, he's got his, you've got your, like, your go bag, whatever, full of shit. And mm-hmm. Sing's got his whole, like, medic kit and all that stuff. So he gets some, like, anesthesia or something like that. And just, like, he, he pops down in the car and is like, hey, Ellis has something to say to you. And as the guy turns away, it's just right. Nice, nice, right nice. Neck. All right. Uh, so once he's out, Sing's just like, now what do we do? I get on the phone. Uh huh. And I call my deported girlfriend's father, the cop. Okay. And I'm like, don't fucking, don't hang up. <laughs> don't fucking hang up. I've got a witness to the girl's disappearances, and I want to give them to you. I'm about to hang up, but I'm listening. Full disclosure. We've drugged him and he's unconscious, <laughs> but I can, I can bring him to the, I can bring him to the precinct. I can deal with that. All right. And here's all I ask in return. I need you to investigate. And I just start like, have you heard a name on the street called Lord Ruffin? Am I saying no. that right? Sorry. Is it Lord Ruffin? Ruffin. Ruffin. Yeah. I'm like, have you heard that name? No. Unfamiliar. Okay. Have you heard the name of Professor So-and-so, the guy who's disappeared? Oh, yeah, the professor's name. Um, yeah. Uh, well, no, he, like, clicks clacks around for a little bit. Uh, yeah, this creep with the news anchor, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you guys investigated that because it was in uh, your... It wasn't us, but we okay. all heard about it. All right. I think there's a possibility that the missing girls are connected to this missing professor. Okay, how do you know that? I'm losing patience to it. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, you want to hear whole stories about, you know, uh, orgies and uh, the Philharmonic? Like, do you, do you, you want to hear the... Do it? No. Or, come on. <laughs> so let me drop this guy off. And when you wake him up, talk to him. And I guarantee you, he's going to start pointing fingers at Lord Ruthman 
and uh, which is a name you're going to get very familiar with because it's also going to be the name of this professor, and it's going to wrap up all your missing girls in all one nice little bow. Do it if you're fucking with me. Bring me the witness, then I'll listen. Bye. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm like, oh god, I, again, didn't think that was going to work either. Um. Everything's coming up Millhouse. So I, I'm like, okay. So Singh, can you bring this guy back out of it when we get to the police station? Yeah, sure. I, I can give him some stuff. I'm like, okay, then, then let's get him over there. Don't you want to see what's inside? I'm like, we're going to we're gonna come back. But again, and I'm like, you know what, Singh? I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not a solo, right? I'm not just going to walk in there and put a round in this guy's head. But I'm hoping... We could put this in his heart, and he brought the like wooden stake <laughs> that you were skeptical of. And I'm like, yeah, we could do that. But... Booby. John, I make deals. All right. <laughs> so why should I kill him when I can get the cops to kill him for me? All right. Just we here. still get paid that way. Oh, I'll make sure of that. I'm I'm pretty sure that as a flashback to episode one, that Reaper distinctly did not want to get the cops involved with this. <laughs> Flashing back to episode one, Art did not remember that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, it's fine. Look, as long as we get paid, I'm fine to see this through to the end. But uh, if Reaper's not going to pay us because we didn't make the bust. So the the goal is to find this one particular girl. The girl, is, the most recent girl missing is, however, connected with Reaper. There was some kind of implication that they didn't want the cops involved for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, he didn't really provide that in any way. And then obviously the Philharmonic vampires. Um, explicitly told you they don't want that they won't go and work with the cops got it and also there is a there's a non-zero chance just just for like full disclosure i don't know how this would pay out but like gangers aren't really going to work with cops either in in night city like this guy the, the monk, he's just a gangbanger like so you're kind of rolling the dice that also which is totally fine i i'm very much okay with playing that out just to like give you the full rundown that you know he may not be cooperative once you turn him over to the cops or maybe he will i don't know uh yeah okay so then here's what we're gonna do uh so okay. we bring him to the police precinct yeah sure okay so you guys get in the car you drive to the police police precinct i assume yeah but we don't bring him out and i'm like okay drop him off no 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 i i go inside and i'm like look i need to talk to ex-girlfriend's father yeah, look, we have three ex-girlfriends' fathers working. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, like, if he's willing to give me a minute of his time, I'm like, I'm going to bring him out to the car. Look, DeWitt, where's this witness? Come on, man. And I'm like, he's right here. And uh, as you can see, he's not in any condition. Seems like eating on uh, noodles on top of the hood of the car. Oh, <laughs> not, not, no, not me. Uh, I'm like, look. If you want to get any information out of this guy, we need to stage this interrogation in a very particular way. DeWitt. Now, do you want the information or not? Like, you do you know wanna... I don't like you. <laughs> I'm like, I know. That's why I'm giving you the key to clearing seven missing girls off your board. All right. I'm listening so far. I'm like, all right. If we do anything illegal, I'm busting your ass and his ass. He nods to sing. I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm about to say I'm fine with that. And Sing's like, wait, wait, wait. 
<laughs> I don't think he speaks for me here, sir. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm like, here's what we're going to do. Can I, with my audio gear, that's a cyberpunk stuff. Uh-huh. Can we turn this into a two-way feed? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right. What we're going to do is I'm going to take him back to the the Philharmonic. And I want you to listen in. And if there's anything you want me to ask, you tell me and I'll ask it. Okay. Now, above the table, the Philharmonic wants their hands clean of this. They oh, don't okay. want to be involved in any way. So maybe... I, I just don't think that they would have given the implication that if you bring a ganger mm-hmm. from, like, he wanted distance from Lord Ruffman. Like, right, okay. He wants... Like, I don't... I see where... I think I see where you're going with this. I just don't think the vampires care. They want him dead because it's a black stain against them. They don't really care about the girls, I think. Right, okay. So they're not. There's no information they want. Right, so let's bring him to. I, I go through like, okay, my Rolodex. Do I do, mm-hmm. I, do I got like an empty building somewhere in Night City that I can? Yeah, your bar. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so I bring him back to the bar, and you know I make sure he's. Uh, no, you know what? I don't restrain him. Um, okay. We're gonna do a little good cop. And I tell Singh like, you know, have the night night juice ready just in case this goes south. Sure. If ex-girlfriend's father is willing, I'm like, uh, you know, I put him upstairs where I crash or something, you know, so he can still hear. So so then, yeah, and then I tell Singh, you know, bring this guy out of it. Okay. So he gives him a shot like of adrenaline or, or something like that. Uh, it's probably for your benefit that we killed the clown because the clown had all the cyberware. <laughs> so it would be, like, interesting. Like, you finally get this guy up, and you're going to talk to him, and then you see all his cyberware and lose your, you lose I, your shit. But, I lose it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he wakes up. Okay. And this guy is, like, he's a tweaker, too. Like, it's not like he's some level-headed. Right. So the first thing he starts off, is he starts in with, like, the Black Mask for our Lord all over again, and then he kind of comes to, it's like, hey, where the, where the fuck am I, man? I thought you were taking me somewhere safe. This place <laughs> is a shithole. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, they're ne- <laughs> A, how dare you? Uh, and B, they're never going to find you. And then, so I, I sort of turn to... But maybe before we wake him up, I, I sort of turn to Sing. And I'm like, Sing, I know you're a, a doctor. Um, I am a doctor. I don't know why you use quotations every time. Like, <laughs> It's not like I'm a dentist. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, j- absolutely joking about that. Um, I'm like, do you have any like, do you have any like barbiturates in your bag? Do you have any like some truth serum kind of drugs that we can use to like halfway anesthetize this guy and get him to talk? Mm, and I get it for the answer is no. Why would I have that if I'm a medic? Yeah. Uh, let's say no. Okay. I'm like, hey, just asking. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah. So I, so then we bring the guy out. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. Look, hey, man. You know give me a luck roll. Let's see. Oh, Okay. Can I just click that? There we go. Yeah, we'll use some thirteen. Uh, let's say no. Okay, I, I, that's perfectly fine. Uh, so what I do is I say, okay, look, man, trust me. Like this is the last place your friends will come to look for you, and my intention is to keep you safe. But in order to do that, you got to tell me why you can't go back in there. First of all, the place is fucked, man. 
guy did some sick shit. If I go back there, I'm dead. I'm double dead now that you guys took me. He's like, I'm supposed to be watching Lookout while he does God knows what down there. All right. All right. All right. Do you have oh, any... Man, this isn't cool. I have nowhere to go. And, like, you've ruined my life. I mean, he is a sick, sadistic bastard, but at least, like, I had a place. And so far, he hadn't skinned me like the other guys. So I had that going for me. Now I've got nothing. All right. All right. Um, so skin me like the other guys. What are you talking about there? Like, take a knife and cut their skin off, you dick. Like, what are you... What? <laughs> right. No, I, I know what skinning means, but have you seen him do that? Yeah. There's a whole rug of our skin on the ground. I don't... All right. All yeah, right. I saw him do it. All right. All right. All right. Then one thing at a time. All right. So that's what you're afraid he's going to do to you. And you've seen him do it to other yeah, people. Yeah, I'm a little concerned that he's going to cut my skin off. Or, you know, worse comes worse, I guess I... You know, if I'm lucky, I guess I could be chained up and and hold mass for him as a, as a human sacrifice, you know? But, like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Which is worse? Which one do you want, buddy? Honestly, hey, man, I'm trying to keep you from either of those. And so you've seen him do that for a human sacrifice as well. Yeah. All right. All right. He's like, he just thinks you're like the stupidest person. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yes. I've fucking seen it. Yeah, that's okay. Um, Every Tuesday, a new <laughs> human sacrifice. No. <laughs> right. Um, so with that, I'm like, okay, good to know. All right. So why don't you tell me a little bit about Lord Ruthman? Why don't you fuck off, man? Like, I'm... I... What? He's a freak. No, I, I know that, but tell me what like, you... Where does he come from? He put a ragtag group of us fucking nobodies together and just got down to some weird freaky shit behind his little altar of his. Right. I don't know, man. All right, all right. Look, I need to... If you want me to help you, you need to stop speaking in generalities and panicked phrases. And I need you to tell he me... cut our skin off. Okay. I'm not getting what I need, and if I don't get what I need, I'm going to put you back to sleep, and I'm going to drop you off in the front door. So I'm going to start The front door of your bar or his place? His place. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. I'll help, but I don't get it. Like, I don't... Why? How does this help me? What are we doing here? I'm like, okay. (laughs) Hey, bartender, can I at least, like, get something to drink? He, like, turns to seeing who's, like, propped up against the bar. I'm like, yeah. So he... (laughs) <laughs> Sing like who was rather disappointed in you for not going inside the death house like gets the top shelf <laughs> stuff <laughs> alright and I'm like okay here's what I need you to do I need you to tell me who Lord Ruthman is where he came from if you know those things and and then I start showing him pictures of the girls I'm like do you recognize it, any of these girls look at me I'm a fucking gangbanger this guy hired me hired a whole bunch of freaks like I gotta say, not the best of the best, right? <laughs> if I'm the brightest guy there, then, well, we're not at any any Mensa Institute or anything, all right, buddy? I don't know. He hired us. We're security. Sometimes we snatch these girls, whatever. He's a freak. Takes them back behind his little altar. We don't see that stuff. Okay. I don't know these girls. I don't know who these are. Get them out of my face. All right. Um, I'm like, you know what? That's probably uh, more than I need to know. I appreciate it. And then I'm like, why don't you just sit there and enjoy your drink? And that's it. That's your that's your idea of helping me is you pour me, you pour me some rather shitty scotch, <laughs> and like you you know it's like 
know. It's the best I have, but yes, it's shit. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so with that, I give Sing the signal, put him back to sleep. All right, so Sing does it. And I'm like... And like as he's dozing off, he's like, ah, there's the top shelf stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so uh, once he's out, I just sort of... Ex-girlfriend's dad, like, was any of that helpful? I mean, yeah. All right. Okay, so you got some gangbangers coming off the street, skidding people alive. I mean, doesn't really point us to your missing gal. Okay. All right. Oh, but didn't he just say, yeah, we grabbed those girls? He said they grabbed girl. They would grab people off the oh, street. Okay. But he okay. said, I've never seen these girls. Okay. And I'm like, then you know what? Fine. I'll see if I can get you more information. What are you going to do? I'm going to go drop this guy off. Well, you know what, DeWitt? <laughs> the less I know, the better. All right. Like, give me something concrete. You're right. This guy sounds like a real sicko, but we have sickos all over the city. Perfect. Okay. And if, if someone's skinning gangbangers, I don't know. Sounds like it's something off my plate. All right. All right. Good to know. I'll get to, I'll get to it when my plate's a little less full. Okay. All right. Good to know. Um, then I'll stop wasting your time. I am so glad we had this conversation. All right. And then I'm not saying you can't pursue this. If you want to pursue this, like we can, we can play it out and like, we can try to persuade him to, to get on board. But I'm just saying, I don't think there was enough there for like what I imagine a night city cop to do, mm -hmm. but that's, um, yeah, that's no problem. Okay. Um, so then I, turn to um so once the cop's gone uh -huh. i turn to radius yeah and i'm like uh let me see i need to source some explosives oh, nice uh so i'm trying to see let's see you're all streetwise Okay, I was going to say, I have the fixer ability. Reach is the highest price category of items a fixer can always source. Oh, nice. Um, so I have a reach of... It says you can always find a place to source up to expensive items for your clients on a piece-by-piece -piece basis, even if they are otherwise unavailable. Sure. So you can, you can get your hands on some explosives. Okay. Um, and so what I'm going to do is... I'm going to basically, under this guy's, like, vampire outfit, I'm going to, how am I going to do this? Uh, I want to wire him like a bomb. Oh. <laughs> okay, I love it. Um, I love that you're also, like, casting a bad light on your newly acquired allies. <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> what I want to do is I'll tell you what above the table the general plan is I want to drop okay. this guy off wire to explode and if there's a way for me to know when he's next to ruffian that's why I want to uh, Ruthman that's when I want him to Ruthvin Ruthvin Van almost but Ruth Vin. Van okay no, I'm just going to let you keep doing it <laughs> Rothward <laughs> um, uh, that's yeah, how about you call me when you at least get his name all right <laughs> right so i i talked to to radius i'm like hey does this does this place is it wired does it have any cameras inside oh um you know what you got to get me inside if they are they're not on the grid 
you got to jack me in if I, if uh, okay. I need to be connected there. All right. I'm like, do you have a tracker you can put on this yeah, sleepy boy? Yeah, kind so of tracker you, you want. Just something so you know where he is in the building. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. If you give me schematics of the building, or you know, you know, what? I I can get schematics of the building. So she she gets to work. Yeah. Uh, tracker inside the building. You want a mic'd up? If it can be, yeah. Okay. I'll see what I can do. All right. I don't know if this is planning is going to work. A, Could all go to be shit. A package, uh, you can expect a package at your door soon. All right. So, yeah, so you never you never see radius. Right, right, right. So I wait for that. Sure. And you get it. Cool. So I set you the... Get your explosives. Yeah. So I set all of this up. You know, I sort of, again, under the clothes, I wire the explosive. The tracker I stick inside a shoe. I don't even care. Um, and... I bring the unconscious gangbanger back to the the place. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I'm just sort of <laughs> how do I want to do this? Um, John booby. <laughs> so I <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I just sort of. Let me think for a second. Um, you know what? Let me let me see. Do I have a? Let me. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is gonna be helpful. What I'm gonna try and do is I'm gonna take the letter that was given to me to wear the green hat, the whatever, blah blah blah. That was written by, I assume, the vampires. Oh, the master wants to see you at the stroke of midnight. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to try and forge a letter that okay. sort of implies that the guy we're dropping off, you know, is is on the take for the vampires. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Um, oh, like, like, um, I, that would maybe be like, he's broken our peace deal, right? Because you know, Lord Ruthven had, was working with the Philharmonic vampires before he started the own little. Right. Um, Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe you're framing it like, uh, like that, like, Hey, this is a, we need to meet, we need to talk. So I rolled a 17 for the forgery. If that matters. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Okay. Um, you get it. it looks great. And so I go up again. I don't know if this is going to work. I go up and knock on the door with this forged letter ready to go. The guy okay. wired with explosives. Door's wide open. Remember? Oh, right. Still right, right. wide open. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't see anyone moving around. All right, so I sort of got this guy, you know, weekend at Bernie style over my shoulder. Sure. Um, and I'm just sort of walking around trying to see if I can get anybody's attention. Okay, you're walking in the church. Yes. Okay. Nice. Very so nice. you you walk in and you're in. I need to describe this room because it is it's a little nasty. Just inside the doorway hangs two candelabra candle holders with blood red candles fully lit. There's what looks like a leather carpet rolled out, but as you look at it, it's human skin. On the flip side, the skin displays random gang tattoos. Um, Whoever made this took their number on quite a few gangsters because it covers the whole area. 
all around the room, there's rotting, skinless bodies sitting at each table like their patrons there. There's a rather colorful display of cybered heads resting on the bar with red candles melted, kind of attached to them. On the far wall, stage dominates the space. A pentagram you assume painted in blood decorates what appears to be an altar of more human remains. Strung from the ceiling is a ganger dripping blood, breathing barely, chanting, Black Mass for our Lord. You come down the stairs. There's a second set of stairs behind you that lead down. Below you hear symphonic music echoing from below. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... I guess I sort of walk in. Down the stairs? Yeah. Okay. And I sort of just... If, if nobody's looking at me, I try and get their attention. No, the only person alive is the guy that's like dripping blood from the ceiling. Okay. So in that case, I check around and I see if there's any cameras, any way to sort of jack radius in, like he was saying. Not in here. Not in here. Okay. All right. Um, so what I do is I put the gangbanger in, into one of the chairs. Okay. Um, I sort of, sort of that way I'm not sort of just lumping him around. Yeah. And, uh, I go up to the bar and I fix myself a drink and uh, I bring it back to the table and, uh, I sit. And so while I'm doing that, maybe I tell Sing, hmm, there's nowhere for him to really, is there anywhere for him to hide? Like, no, no, you know what? Maybe like. Because I want him to be able to leave when I leave. Um, mm-hmm. Unless there's a way for him to sneak out. I mean, he could sit on the stairs. Like, so the stairs that he's on, there's like a second set of stairs going down towards the music. Right, okay. Um, and then if you're like over here or whatever. Yeah, I'll, uh, so, yeah. Uh, so maybe I tell him, yeah, stay by the stairs. And I just sort of, you know, sit there for a minute and I wonder, like, is anybody going to, is anybody notice me? And if not, then I'll go down the second set of stairs. Okay. Uh, no, there, that's what I'm saying. In this room, there's the nobody. only living thing. There's no yeah. cameras. The only living thing is the guy hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, so in that case, what I do is I take the forged letter uh-huh. and I go down the second flight of stairs. Okay, you going down alone? Yes. Okay. The stairwell leading down is littered with ammo casings. Again, there's red candles neatly placed along the handrails. At the bottom of the steps, there's two large white doors. Um, adorned with red pentagrams and a crucifix hangs upside down above the door. I'm like, okay. Uh, and I knock. Okay. All you hear is that symphonic music playing. Uh, I check to see if the door is unlocked. The door is unlocked. I peek my head inside. Okay. You open your head inside. And you step into a chapel with um, about six pews okay. on each side. Actually, this door over here is the, the door you came down. Okay. So you, came, you came down over here, and then you step in. Um, at the far end, an altar with a full-body conversion bolted to a large metal chrome crucifix. Music drones from the old sound system just to the left through large speakers. 
two large cables hanging over the first row of pews, one on each side. The cables are hooked to two black-robed figures seated up front. Neither of them moves. And what kind of cyber tech do you have? I, you have the audio suite and what else? Uh, that might that might be just about... Okay. Uh, right. Subdermal pocket, so, I mean... Yeah, the hidey hole. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh yeah okay. So they don't they don't notice me. They right? don't move. Yeah okay. And uh, oh, you have amplified hearing. Yes. Mm, give me a perception. Uh, like how amplified do you think amplified hearing is? Uh, mm, so I sort of picture it like I don't know. I, I hmm, that's a good question. What's the maximum you think amplified hearing would allow you to hear? Let me see. Does it tell me? Um, it just says plus two perception for using hearing. Uh, it's plus two. Uh, just give me a perception check. Okay. Just go ahead. And roll. Yeah, I'll see if I can hear it. And if I, you know, if I don't, human, yeah, yeah. human perception, I guess, right? Or is it regular perception? You have two different skills for that. Well, social skills. There's a human perception that I would probably. Oh no, no, no! Just give me a perception roll. Okay. For awareness skills, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, with a plus two, click my amplified hearing. There we go. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the, all you notice is that they're not moving. Okay. So, okay, so I, um, I try and stealth up behind them. I don't want to tip, okay. tip them off yet. Give me a stealth roll. 18. Okay. It's pretty good. But as you move to the altar, the two figures jerk to life and stand up. They spin around super fast, and that's when the robes go flying off to reveal two automated turrets armed with assault rifles. <laughs> uh, who? Then I, yeah, I try and dive behind some of the pews. Okay. Um, let's roll initiative. And that's the only thing I saw in this room, right? These two. Yeah, these two. Okay. Was it is it reflexes for initiative? I can't believe I've already forgotten. Uh, it was yes. Uh, let me get up to Friday night firefight. I have it marked here. Initiative is reflexes plus one d ten. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're gonna roll reflexes for me. All right. My reflex it. is thirteen. Uh, my initiative rolls a 13. Okay. And... All right. Uh, so since you were like on your toes, let's, let's say you're moving first and, and you get to react. Okay. Yeah, I'm just looking to get back up the stairs. So. Okay. Um, yeah, so you could. I would let's do the see. double move if I got. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know how close I got, but sure, sure. So let's just say, like, you know, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Get you behind the door. Yeah. Um, okay. And maybe if I like, maybe even I like, I have to dive through it or something. So maybe sure. I could be prone. Naturally. 
Yeah, they're firing the whole time. I mean, they're automated turrets. Like, Sing runs downstairs. He's like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, get back upstairs. We're getting back upstairs. And oh, get- shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm like, you know, yeah, we got to get back upstairs. I got to turn off the thing that makes them, like, zoom across the screen like that. So just, like, not you, like, <laughs> transporting through blackness. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Yo, so who did you piss off down there? I'm like, it's just goddamn like turrets. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, but yeah, yeah, two fully automated turrets with uh, assault rifles just go nuts on me. The Reaper says, assault rifles, I can deal with those, but you got to get me jacked into them. And I'm like, okay, uh, what do you need? What do you need radius to get jacked into those? I need you to connect your data into the ports at the base of those turrets. So I just need to get next to them. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know what? I'm like, okay. Um, I'm like s- saying, you stay by uh, our, our friend here. And if those guns alerted anybody and they come knocking, tell me because I want to talk to them. Now, uh, hold on just one second. Ellis, and he picks up the ganger. It's like, we just strapped this guy full of explosives. Yes. I think there's an automatic, like, a pretty obvious solution here. <laughs> I'm like, look, you you want us to blow up the, the turrets? Yeah. Yeah. What I want to do is I want to blow up Rothvan. <laughs> well. Um, but... Okay. Um, okay. Uh, well, so, I'm not going. I'm not running up next to those turrets. Right. No, I'm not. I wouldn't ask you to. <laughs> um, well, good. Okay. Then you do whatever you want. Okay. So I go back downstairs. Okay. And do they stop firing or do they just fire for like a length of time? Is there any way for me to know? Yeah. You hear them like maybe you hear them like swir- like whirring around. Like, they're on and activated now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if there's something I can, like, grab to throw, like a like a, like a sure. satanic hymnal book or something. There's body parts around. There's all kinds oh, of things. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. I grab a body part and I just throw it into the room. And you hear bursts of fire as it, like, goes flying across the room. Okay. Um, so, here's what I do then. I get a whole bunch of body parts. <laughs> Okay. And I throw one across the room to get to draw their fire, you know, off to the side. And when they do, I move up one. I should tell you something before you do this. Okay. They have separate data ports. So, like, you could only get into one at a time. Okay. Okay. Just, just so you're clear. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to keep throwing, uh, I'm going to throw a body part over there. Okay. And I'm going to try and advance up a few pews out of the uh, line of fire. I will allow this. Okay. To see what the hell you're up to. All right. And then once I get here, can I, is it okay to move myself? Yeah, you should be able to move yeah. up there. Uh, so once I get here, uh-huh. um, so, so I'm hiding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I throw another body part over here. Okay. And I try and advance up another pew. Okay, uh, give me a stealth roll. Okay. Uh, stealth is... I just rolled it. Here we go. 
19. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So far, so good. Okay. And uh, just just for my memory, because I'm terrible, this is an altar, right? That they're on top yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. They're in the first rows of the pews. Oh, oh. So they're like here. Yeah, yeah. They're guarding like the altar. Okay. There's like a curtain behind the altar behind the crucifix. Okay. okay. Or a door or something. So what I'm going to do is, again, I'm going to throw a body part over here. Sure, sure, sure. And then I'm going to try and slide up behind the first one. And uh, how big is the turret itself? Is it just like, is it uh, big enough for me to sort of crouch behind one while the other is shooting? Or is it not that big? Uh, it's maybe not like to cover your whole body, but like okay. you could get behind it some. Okay. So what I would do is I would, I would, yeah, I would throw a body part and then I would try and slide up behind it and sort of plug into one of the data ports. Okay. Okay, give me a stealth roll. Another stealth roll. This is where it's all going to come apart. Yeah, well, no, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, okay, if he fails this, what are we going to do? But well, that's, that's my problem, I guess. 17? Uh, 17. Um, that's pretty good. Okay, we'll, we'll keep... Yeah, They your little skeet shoot for the turrets so far is, is working. Let's just say, like, these are old, kind of outdated not maintained turrets without the latest i think uh, that's enough qualifiers to explain how no i'm kidding (laughs) 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 i get it (laughs) Uh, i'm very curious to see where this goes all right and so i jack i jack into one of them okay for radius yeah all right so radius says all right i'm in um you you cannot pull me out until i'm done you understand that right i do okay like Ellis, do not pull me out until I'm done. Got it. Um, and so I just sort of sit there as quietly as I can. And if they start to notice me, I get ready to throw another body part. Well, what happens is like they're on. Um, you throw a body part and then they start their sweep again, right? Okay. It's like each time you're throwing a body part, it like resets their sweep around the room. Like they're picking up body signatures, right? They're not like they're picking up heat signatures or whatever. Right, right. Um, okay. So here, if we had a runner, we would do the whole, like, um, getting through the black ice and how far do you want to, like, advance and, like, they have certain actions they can take. Okay. Um, I'm going to roll some dice. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I wonder why that rolled as art, but I'm not, it doesn't really matter. Uh, is it? Do you have me clicked? Mm. Yep. Oh, that was a D66. Okay. Uh, interesting. Okay. So, like, excruciating time goes by. And eventually she jacks out. Oh, fuck. All right. I'm out. All right, and the, and the turret, and she, and um, let's say that she took control. She's like, I've got control now. Okay. Um, is this turret able to target the other turret? With me in control, sure. All right. So I throw one more body part. Uh huh. And I tell I tell Radius like, look, when the other one's when the other one pops off, you have the one you're under control. Take the take the first one out. 
All right, give me an athletics check. All right. 17. Oh, nice. Okay, I was kind of hoping you failed that. All right, <laughs> so you throw it, and it doesn't pick you up, and uh, it does its skeet shoot thing. And she just blasts it. Like, she unloads everything it's got into that other turret. And I'm just like, <sighs> all right. All right, thank you, Radius. Now, Radius, can I detach? Are you still in control if I unplug? I got to jack out. Hold on, I got to deactivate this thing. You don't want me going out yet, or it's going to come alive. Is there any way you can stay in control of it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, if you can, stand by, all right? Okay, all right. Um, and so I'm like, okay, all right. And so then I go and, and I investigate uh, what was behind the... Yeah, so there's like a doorway of some kind. Like, kind of hidden, but like, maybe just like hidden by a screen, and there's like a, a solid door behind it there. Okay. Uh, and with that, I try and... Actually... As soon as you step towards the altar, you're immediately interrupted by a towering figure who steps out from behind the partition. He wears a black medical uniform and a flowing black hooded cloak. His face is gnarled by large metallic fangs, which have been uh, stabbed, which have stabbed jag jagged curves into the corner of his mouth. And Lord Ruthven immediately lunges for you and says, witness my supremacy. And then I say, Radius, fucking take him out. All right, let's roll initiative. All right. <laughs> Again, so this will be a new... I don't I don't know actually how to set up an encounter in here, but that's okay. Create encounter. That's fine. Yeah, if you, uh, sort, of, yeah, if you sort of like group select and then right click on them, there should be like two cross swords and a shield that should oh nice um and that okay, should so you should be able to roll and i can roll uh yeah so i don't know if ruthman roth fan is part yeah of right i'll have to do something else but i'll figure that out um okay now, why i don't is... have stats in here why is this not popping out oh let's see so you got an eight yeah Ruffin. I thought I could do that. Pop out the. Oh, okay. Um, and then the turret. Ooh, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, so there must be some kind of like lag time in, well, for whatever reason. Uh, so Lord Ruffin will be up first, and he's lunging right at you, and. He will basically try to sink his fangs <laughs> uh, into your neck. Fair enough. Now, we, we didn't roll melee combat at all last time. Mm, right, right. So um, we need to do that. So he moves towards you, he dashes forward, and then he jumps out. And he is trying to sink his fangs into your neck. Um, and melee combat is attacker's dex plus the relevant melee skill plus 1d10. So your evasion is your dex plus your evasion skill. So it's it's your evasion if you just roll evasion. Okay. A, yeah, just roll evasion. 23. Oh, shoot. 
Okay, well, the bad news is... He's got a... Oh, baby. Alright, so he tries to sink his teeth into you, but it's like what he misses somehow... Um, and just completely evade you completely evade it somehow. What does that look like? Uh, yeah. So, you know, he's, he's going all in, you know, he's, so he's leaping at me trying to grab uh-huh. and it's, it's not like I do something slick, but I, I managed to see it coming from far enough away where I'm able to like sort of at least dive to the side and roll away from it a little bit. Nice. Okay. Um, now in my head we're both prone, but I- I'm happy to be prone. Nice. Yeah. Let's say you both go prone. That's interesting. Um, uh, yeah. So, Sing like gets some distance, right? And he leaps over the bar, and then he pops up and he takes a shot. And we'll say you guys are like you're in like the third pew maybe, and uh, Lord Ruthman is like maybe in the middle pew kind of between the second row pews okay um so that will put us at my range chart what do we say yards was one to one basically i think so yeah on meters and now this is like the official squares from cyberpunk which i know we converted it last time but this is our own is it one meter a square i thought it was roughly that right so I know you move up to your square. No, no, no. A square is two meters because you can move double your move as meters or squares equal to your move. So every square is two meters. So he's, and then what I say, meters to yards is one to one meters to yards. Yeah, one to one basically. Um, so every square is two meters. So he's two, four, six, eight yards away from uh, Sing right now. From Sing, okay, yeah. Um, I just lost my page of range. Uh, I've got an assault rifle. He's eight yards away. That's going to be a 16 to hit for Sing. All right. Twenty. It's going to hit. Love it. Uh, I don't have a target because I don't have a token. Whoops. Uh, no modifiers. Nice. Oh, shit. 17. Okay. Uh, that gets through. And I need a pin or a die. I'll just take notes in Word. Okay. Uh, good. Over to you, buddy. And I will start a Word document to keep track of his armor. Okay. Um, let me get a, let me get a token, even though I... I should have made one, like I said. Let me just make something so we can actually see where he's at because that's going to help. Okay, cool. Um, And what I'm going to do is I'm going to move my five. Two, three, four, five. I'm heading towards the door. Uh Uh-huh. And maybe I do a... Double, two, three, four. I get to the door, so I have some cover from that. Okay. Oh, you're like, you're putting some distance between you and him, too. Yeah. Uh, here, we'll use a callback to. It doesn't really matter. We'll just use that for a good old callback. Nice. Okay. 
Cool. All right. And so, yeah, so that's that's my move. I sort of get myself in position over by the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. You going to take a shot? Uh, can I do that if I do a double move? I can't. Oh, right? you did mub- double move? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever that's yep. called, that's sorry. what I did. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and that's my turn. Okay. Uh, then it's round to the turrets. Yeah. And the turrets are right there. That's what I'm in. Assault rifles, CH 174. Doesn't really give me what I want, but that's okay. Multi 10. Ooh. That, for whatever reason, radius must be off for a game or something like that. <laughs> 13. It's at like point blank range. She needs a 17 to hit. Oof. Rolled a rolled a two. I don't know. Uh, oh, you know what? Radius comes in and she's like, "Hey, um, there's there's some. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get through. There's some kind of override here that doesn't allow me to target him as cleanly as I'd like. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. Well, yeah, <laughs> faster would be better. Yeah. So he, it's Lord Ruthven's turn. Back to the top of the order, and he has. That's why you put your stats in the game, but that's okay. (laughs) He's got a good chunk of moves, so one. So he leaps on top of the bar, and he jumps up at Sing. And this time, he has uh, Wolvers, which I assume are Wolf Claws. Uh, I should look up Cyber gear. Cyberware. Yeah, Long Claws. Okay. All right. All right, so he will, uh, and he's got a rate of fire of two on this. Oof. And they are excellent quality, and they hurt. Okay, so here's the first attack. Mm. Okay, and then here is my evade. Make this count, Sing. Yeah, no shit. It's going to hurt if he doesn't. Oh, my evasion's not great. No. Not enough to evade. And then he is going to boom, boom, boom. Well, he rolled pretty bad. On I was going to say, those could be worse. Yeah, could be a lot worse. Uh, so that's seven coming through on Sing. My armor. I don't have any armor. And then here's the next attack because he's got Rate of Fire 2. And here's my evade on this one. Okay, that's less. Oh. Uh, yeah, still not enough. Oh, okay. Uh, 3d6. Mm. Okay. Um. Who? Well, that's interesting, and that's going to do some damage to to Sing, and it's Sing's turn. Um. He will try to fire, although he is at. Well, let me just roll and see if it gets. Oh, twenty-three. That's going to hit. Nice. Nice. Oh, baby. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, so Sing, like, Sing is just getting, like, like, torn apart. And he gets a free second to to roll away. And he just, like, you know, he rolls away. And he's like, uh, oh, man, he's got to, like, say something cool. I don't know. There's uh, uh, a little daylight asshole. <laughs> nice. Bam. And deals 28 damage to this son of a bitch. And that definitely hits. So that 
Okay, uh, over to you. All right. Um, <laughs> well, with that, like, Jesus, I guess I would. Oop, I just closed the door. I'm trying to measure distance. I don't know how far. Uh, every big square is two yards. All right. are, are you able to open the door in front of me? Uh, apologies. I closed it when I was trying to check distance. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, so I'd be about 20-ish meters, which for... I don't know if that scales right. Because, okay. again, in Cyberpunk rules, it's one square... Is oh, two oh one of these actual squares is two, so it'd be the big squares. Two, yeah. three, four, five, six. So it might be twelve meters. Yeah. That's gonna be close range, so that's a thirteen. So I think what I might do is I might take two shots. Um Am I I'm the last to go, right? So like we're gonna uh, the turret's still gotta go. The turret's the last to go. Okay, okay. Um yeah, so I'll take two shots with my pistol. Uh, so let me quickly bring up my character sheet and let me just pop this out really quickly. Uh, yeah, so let me, I'm going to use my heavy pistol because it's got a rate of fire too. Uh, first round, first shot. Um, here we go, roll an attack. 18. What was your close range number? My close range number is a 13. Nice. That's hits. That's a hit, so I'll roll damage. Uh, 14 points of damage. Okay, so armor will soak some of that. Um, okay. And then my second shot, uh, let's see, I'll roll again. 19. Yeah. And damage is 15 points of damage. Okay. All right. All right, he's hurting. Um, over to the turret. She's like, "All right, I think I've, I think I finally have it online." <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I guess not yet, right? <laughs> and it like swings come like all around. It's just like a full three sixty around the room. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> like, Radius, we're gonna be dead by the time you figure this out. <laughs> um. All right, so it's Lord Ruthven. Uh, he's gonna bear his teeth down into. So he's like, he's opened him up and he, he took the shot back and then all of a sudden he just whips forward. And he's like, ah! and he bites down into him. His bite actually is a lot less effective. Uh, a four. Okay. So that's not bad. So to dodge that, might have a chance here. No, I don't dodge. Oof. Oof. That hurts. Just 1d6 on the teeth. I mean, he really wanted to kill me and go with the claws, but he's a freak and he wants to suck my blood. Mm. Uh, it does have rate of fire too, so here's the next one. Okay. I'm liking these odds. <laughs> oh, boy. Ugh. Well, when he's got you pinned down, it's uh, pretty hard to uh, to deal with. Now, saying you got to want to live. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, let me check. Um, armor, armor damage. Because once you're over half health, you have a modifier, right? I think so, and yes. I got to look up that modifier. Damage, 186. I should really get the player aid or the GM screen for this. I am mortally wounded. Minus four to all actions. Minus six to move. 
Um, oh no, that's less than one HP. Minus two to all actions. Um, and then it's a DV 13 to stabilize me. So minus two to my roll here. Okay. Um, and so like, and it's, it's close range. So it's really hard shot. Uh, let's just roll it. Uh, other total mods. Oh, nice. It's picking up my wound state automatically. Mm, if okay. you get your health in the deal. Oh, Hmm. Um, so I'm just like, I'm not able to get a, a shot on him and, um, yeah, it's, it's not a good, it's not a good situation, situation for Sing. So over to you. Okay. I'm going to take two more shots. Okay. Um, oops. There we go. I don't think you can target it. I've got it on there as a sonic token. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, I'll take a shot. 31. Uh, oh, it hit the damage above that 31. I wonder if it... Here's what it does there. Like, you can roll the... Okay, so... So it looked normal. Yeah, uh, I think it's normal. I think you just get exploding dice to got hit. It, I don't think it. it does anything to damage. Okay, so uh, do another 12 points of damage. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, one more shot. 21, which also hits. Okay. Damage. 17. Oh, baby. Uh, nice. Let's now it see. Says, and then critical damage, 5. Uh, so I assume... I think the first... Let's see. What is your what is your heavy pistol normally worth, roll for damage? 3 damage? 3d6, right, yeah. We should just look up how critical damage works. So we and the listeners know. Right, because I think it's trying to tell me something special there. Like with the twenty-eight, um, I think it had the similar thing where there's another five of critical damage. I don't know if that's just like, oh, oh yeah, then he's going to be in bad shape if that's the case. Um, that yeah, I don't know if that's like just an extra five that goes past armor. If there's something special. I need a searchable. Um... Let's see, crit damage. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Critical injuries. Whenever two more dice roll for damage from a melee or range attack comes up six, you inflict a ah. critical injury. All crit injuries deal a bonus five damage straight to the target's HP. Oh shit! Okay, nice. Okay, so he's taking ten points of damage. Ten more. So points. the first time, yeah. um, roll two d six for me. Real quick. Right, I was about to say, and then we roll two d six on the. Uh, there you go. There's so I got a four. Yeah. Nice. Okay. On the critical injuries. I'm just curious, like what this guy ends up looking like. I guess that could be critical injuries to the body table. Uh yeah. Unless you're aiming, it's always to the body. Yeah. So that would have been Sings. Yeah, that's Sings. So he pierced his. Um, lungs at some point. Right. Collapsed his lungs. Right. Uh, and then for me, my critical. So, yeah, there's an extra 10 points of damage. Yeah. And then an 11. 11. <laughs> All right. So, your first shot that didn't do a ton of damage, that 12, it like blasts his finger off. Like one of his, <laughs> his, cy- it's like one of his cyber claws goes flying off. Okay. Um, and it's minus four to all actions involving that hand. 
Hmm. You can't drift. Um, but tell me how you drop this guy, and do you do anything like extra? Like, you, like Sing's getting like lash and stuff, and you shoot him, and like when the body collapses on him, the the wooden stake that Sing was carrying collapses on the floor and rolls out under the bar. Um, <laughs> okay, so then again, like I'm not a I'm not a killer really, so I'm 200 gallons of adrenaline. I run over to the guy and I just pull him off like. I don't even check to see if he's dead. I'm in such a panic. And I just, I see the stake and I grab it like in a panic. And I'm just making sure like, thun, 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 like psycho shower scene just to make sure. Nice. This guy, you know, and then finally, like I, I start to calm down and I just leave it in him. And I look at Singh and uh, try and assess if he's all right or not. Uh, Singh will be okay. But your curiosity gets the best of you. And uh, you move Sing will be fine. This guy yeah. is And then dead. I would check the room. Yeah. So you move past the tapestry and you step into a sterile white hallway. Um, there's an oversized medical bod, pod emitting a green light. And inside are six naked women crammed inside. You notice after you've taken a good look at her um, that each of them has been biosculpted to look exactly like Barbara Dahl. Oof. Anchor woman to varying levels of accuracy and whatever reasoning behind this is gone with Lord Ruthven you do find that one there is one survivor barely conscious and slicked with cryofluid from a smash pod maybe some bullet shattered or something like that um, but the others are long gone the lone survivor, of course, is Lucy Reinmeier. And underneath the body sculpting, you can confirm that it's her. And she said, you ask her, you say, what's your name? What's your name? And Lucy. And then she, you know, she passes out. Okay. Lucy Reinmeier, after therapy, will be able to lead a full filling life once again, is what uh, Reaper texts you. Hmm. And he lets you know, this is like in the future, right? Yeah. And he lets you know that the bodies of the other women have been returned to their families and the Reaper's employer has paid for all funeral services. Um, and that they also paid for post-mortem biosculpting to return them to their natural mm. bodies. Okay. You're paid your wagers. Um, and then we cut to the master of the Philharmonic Vampires. And he sits on stage with one solo beam of light and he sits at a table and he holds a, a goblet full of red liquid. And he says, as our tale meets its bloody end, the curtain falls on tonight's entertainment. And then like he waves his hand and the curtain starts to drop. Sleep tight, Night City. Lock your doors, bar the windows and turn out the lights and maybe, just maybe, the monsters will pick another house. Nice. Boom. One quick addendum. The guy yeah, that's, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. The guy that's unconscious upstairs, I grab the explosive oh, yeah. off, off of him before I leave. <laughs> so he's not still wired. Nice. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, very nice. That was that was really fun. I I was trying to, you know, blow up Ruthven because I figured he was going to kick our ass, and he really did. Yeah. But I, I guess we got lucky. So sometimes... The damage rolls were big. So yeah. just like going back to the curtain at this point he has like 50 points of hp and starts with 12 armor whoa okay um but we were like getting through that armor 
you know, we got his armor down to six at the end of it. Okay. And, I mean, serious points of damage. But, like, you saw how much damage he did to Sing. Yeah. Also, I don't like the turret fight without having a net runner like there and there's not really statistics for the turrets okay so whatever solution you kind of came up with on your own i was cool with just kind of like um i'll turn off token vision suites or i'll just go to the the bar um like whatever solution you kind of came up with i wasn't gonna like completely hand wave it like if you had failed those stealth rolls i was gonna have like sing pop up and start putting down covering fire and draw their attention or whatever okay i didn't like that part I was really hoping you were going to use the body to explode the turrets so we didn't have to, like, worry about them. But, like, the solution you came up with just basically tricking them into skeet shooting is brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, then, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I wrote, a, like, a couple checks, like, a couple D10s to make sure that um, – what's her name? Gosh, our, our hacker – like did some success of, of hacking instead of like going through the whole process. If you're right. playing this, if you're listening or watching, you're like, that's a whole a whole other thing. If you want to actually net run against the turrets and stuff and the defenses they have. Okay. But then once you're in, you can take control or you can like attack them to like shut them down and that type of thing. Got it. So so in the end, like what did you, what did you think as as the GM? What did you? What'd you think yeah, this? I really like Cyberpunk as a system. Yeah. Um, I think there's really good crunch to it i really like combat you know what you mentioned with dragonbane and what we've talked about on the discord is this kind of idea of armor class maybe shouldn't be the be all end all of dodge and soak damage right this kind of two things does it hit and what is the effect of combat now that i know about it and i've thought about it i really like it nice uh, i really like combat in this game obviously like there's more i need to learn and get better but this was like our first time playing it so right right um yeah, what about you? What did you think? I I really liked it. Um yeah. I, I yeah, I got the sense like I was trying to wheel and deal a solution instead of just tackle it head on. Yeah. And I feel like I should have just tackled it head on because not that this was like a railroady scenario, but like the goal was to go kill a guy. Now I was kind of curious, were there all these things in place or were you giving me prompts like, hey, you need to go here and kill the guy? Like were you coming up with prompts? because I was dragging it out or were you sort of no letting... they're in place I mean when you took the guy back to the bar mm -hmm. I knew that was I wasn't exactly how much how I was gonna like role play that like obviously that's not in the book um and then I was like well I'm just gonna like play it as a guy who just like cares about gangbangers right and that's probably not gonna get the detect now if you kept going with it then like yeah we could have gone like if that's obviously how you wanted to resolve it and maybe you did, and maybe I railroaded you there a little bit, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I didn't feel that way. No. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I just I was thinking. I was like, I don't know if this guy would have like enough evidence to be like bring Night City SWAT down on this church when they have a million other things to work about. I mean, like, it's a rundown church, and I guess yeah, there's some like high net worth. Someone's daughter's missing, but again, we didn't have, like. There's no like positive ID on it. Like the. Right. Witness didn't work out like you wanted. So, and that's okay. Like, so this might be like a damn fine coffee topic, but you know, I don't know if RPG should always be yes and, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and maybe that's not a topic. It's okay to have a story to tell. I mean, yeah. railroading gets a negative connotation. Right. Um, now, it's also okay to say, hey, you work a deal, you turn over legit witness and the police go in and bust the place and it works out that way. Mm -hmm. Like they deal with the turrets and they lose some losses and stuff like that. 
that's fine. Like that's a perfectly valid story too, but it's also okay to like come in as a GM and like, I don't really care about the story. It's out of a book, but it's okay to have a story you want to tell and, and guide your players along that path. Yeah. And and I often also think like, you know, I'm not going to railroad you, but the world is the world. Right. And you know, like if I was like, well, I just want to fly, you have to say no. Right. You know, Right. That's why I don't always feel like yes and because like sometimes the world works a certain way and it's not it's not me being a jerk or trying to railroad. It's just maybe I haven't conveyed clearly how the world works. But and that's why I reminded you about the reluctance on both sides to involve the cops. Right now, if they were both okay with it, then the cops would be like that'd be a fine solution. But both kind of said like, "Hey, man, no cops." Right. Right. Um, Which I had totally forgotten. No, and that that's totally fine. But like that's how you do those things. Um. I, yeah, this was, yeah, I confess my, my intention was I figured he'd be a tough fight. I wasn't probably equipped to handle it. And so I was trying to, that's why I kept one turret open. Um, yeah. And, or I was trying to blow him up. I was trying to lead him into a booby trap, which would have been sweet. Like I was, I would have been happy to like, have you blow him up. Um, the risk of blowing him up, of course, if you get like, if you blow him up in the wrong spot as you kill Lucy, Right. Um, That's a good point because I didn't know she was there. So it very well yeah, could have killed I her. I think he's probably pretty hard. Just like mechanically, um, the clown that's or the monk guarding it. If you have more runners, there was more guards. So, so you can't like pull that off. But with mm-hmm. just like two runners, it's, it's just him. Right. Those two guys at the first fight at the opera. And again, this is all spoiler stuff. If, if people are listening, like they're only supposed to be there for three rounds, cause some chaos and, and leave. Now we got the drop on the clown and then they would have been there to fight, obviously. So, okay. I mean, there's stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what's cool about, and I talked about this when we did this, this is not written like a, I don't know, like D and D adventures I'm familiar with. It's very much, here is a beat that you can introduce to the story, how you see fit. And if the players pick up this piece, then you can go to that beat. Or you can pick up that beat and kind of change it. Um, the whole beat of him with the stalking charges on the news reporter and stuff, that's if like if you had listened. I don't like this. I think this is a damn fine coffee conversation. It's like overhearing conversations that lead you to like a big piece of the story. Yes. And and I don't like I don't always think to do that. Like, oh, my character is listening to what these like college co eds are saying. Like, oh, no, I want to like get to the piece. So like when you said, hey, what do you know about Lord Ruffin? It's like, bam, that's where I can like, because it doesn't make sense for him to sculpt them into the news reporter unless you go to his office on campus to find out his obsession with the news reporter. So when you had the hacker radius, thank you, run the data on Lord Ruffin, it's like, great, I can pick up that beat. We don't actually have to go there. And I can at least give you a little bit like, oh, there's this like stalking charge. So you get like this guy is a, a creeper that's, you know, like gone off the deep end. Hmm. Anyways, I have to say, I really like the idea of what you're describing with this sort of beat setup for because that's hard, sort of how I think of it. Like, again, I often say like what I was just saying, like, I'm not going to I'm not going to railroad you sometimes, but the world is the world. And in my head, the world being the world is these beats, you know, right. that information is out there. Like, do I find it in the office? I don't have to. The office might, you know, because if he's gotten charged with something, that's going to be out there. Um, and so you at least know what's happened in the world so that you can, as you did, insert it as needed where it makes sense. So you're not railroading me. Right. Um, you know. Well, it also allows for creative railroading, right? Like, it's yeah. like, okay, I pick up the hostage. 
hostage and I'm planning, I don't want to engage Lord Ruthven myself. Okay, you pick up Lord Ruthven and you bring an encounter. Like, you come up with a new way, which I didn't do. But, well, guess what? The security guard's got a tracker. I'm like, you're going to put a tracker in him. You go to put it in and you find out he's already being tracked by Lord Ruthven. And guess what, motherfucker? Lord Ruthven fight is now fighting in your bar. You know? Right, right. Right. So you can still accomplish the Lord Ruthven fight or the information about being a stalker or whatever. You're just picking up that beat and matching it to what your characters are doing. And that's like such a good GMing tool that I'm still like getting, trying to do more of just to have in like your, like not everything has to be set in stone. It doesn't always have to like take place in a noodle shop or the professor's office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. I I don't know. Scenario aside, Cyberpunk Red is is fantastic. Big fan. Yeah. And what I really liked about it is one, I I really enjoyed the system. Mm -hmm. Two, I enjoyed that the setting allows for this kind of freaky, macabre horror almost. You know, I feel like you could tell a lot of different kinds of stories in this setting because here's one that felt like, yeah, like this very dark, almost horror kind of story, but. It doesn't have to be this. I feel like it would, but it fit perfect. It fit very naturally. And I know you, we joked around like it about like this is a serious cyberpunk game, but like cyberpunk, especially like playing the new cyberpunk game, there's this, there's a level of humor mm-hmm. and over topness to the characters, and that's why the like master, like he's this <laughs> macabre serious guy, but also then he's like, oh, and this guy also brought us a shit ton of money. Like he's obviously <laughs> right. hamming it up. So there is like this kind of like sick perverted humor, and like you can have it be a light game while also like not detracting of it because the characters in the world is so over the top. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, very nice. I, I had a blast and I think we should definitely play more cyberpunk red. I think we, I think we should as well. Again, like I still want to, I want to play dent, you know, but I want to yes. like be playing dent. Um, and yeah, there's, there's so much tough stuff to explore. Yeah. Um, well in the future, you know, like we'll switch it up so that, yeah, you can bring dent yeah. in and, uh, you know, maybe it's all part like maybe you know a fixer whose name is Booby John. Yeah, he's not very exactly. good. Um, but yeah. you know, he's the the fixer in the background or something. I don't know. Yeah, and we could have a conversation. We're gonna we're running a little long. Yeah. Um I where like this doesn't erase cyber plus punk CBR. Oh no, not at all. Not at all. At all. Like they're different experiences. Right. Like you could do the other one and take out a lot of the crunchiness. It, it, it just I, like with everything, it just depends on what you're in the mood for. And I'm 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 glad they both exist because they both do different things and they provide different experiences. Yeah, in the exact same story you want to tell. Yeah, I I do find in yeah Cyber Plus Punk the the other one we played. I feel like is so well designed to come up with a run right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that run could last a session too, and then you can string them together, but it's like this one I could see even though we're running like cyberpunk red, uh, the adventures, like I'm sure there's campaigns. I mean, I own old school campaigns from the original printing. Sure. So, um, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I, I really appreciated this, Matt. This was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad you, uh, pushed through its paces and, and wanted to take a stab at this. Yeah, like we said, this came out of the blue. Then we made the bad joke that it came out of the red, but it it did come out of nowhere, and it was a really fun exploration. Um, I don't know, maybe at some point, once we get a better grasp on the system, maybe we'll do a bookhouse boys on it mm. or something. But yeah, 
folks, that is going to do it for us. As always, thank you so much for listening and spreading the word about Black Lodge Trivia Night. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're on social medias. Uh, there's also a Discord server if you want to come hang out with us and talk RPGs and all that stuff. But that's going to do it for us, folks. All right. Thanks again. Take care. Good night. The music during the RPG session in Foundry was provided by the Foundry module Tabletop RPG Music and composed by Ian Fisher. You can find his Patreon at www.patreon.com slash tabletoprpgmusic, all one word.